if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here, and you're listening to another episode of the Riggs Rambling Podcast. This is episode number 66, and we're going to chat a little bit about imposter syndrome. Now, you have my commiserations if you've ever suffered from imposter syndrome. It's an absolute bitch, let's be honest. So, when I went to study, um, and studied, and thus graduated, um, I graduated with pretty good marks. Like, I finished my degree pretty early, and I liked those little wee triangle type letters and um, if they had a plus next to them even better. I have very very high standards of myself and the way I saw it when I studied was the more the higher the mark I got the more I knew. The more I knew the more I'd be able to implement that into the real world and really be able to help people. Well then we came out and like it was time to learn how to train real people and man alive the imposter syndrome was huge. Am I good enough? Do I know enough? Um, and it took me a long time to get really comfortable um, training people uh, in the gym for a start. It wasn't my initial line that I wanted to head into. Like my passions are, that were then and still are, rehabilitation, nutrition and women's health. Um, but it's all relative. So moving forward then to a, over a year ago now when I wanted to take my business more online, I wanted to build an audience, um, wanted to start a podcast, get a newsletter out, um, all those things, and I was back then, I was back to that fresh graduate in this imposter syndrome thinking, am I good enough, do I know enough, how am I going to do it, I struggle with technology, um, always been able to figure most things out for the most part, but never been able to probably really spend the time inside like a programming for for example, um, to really know how best to use it. It's like my iPhone. It's a phone. I answer messages. I use some of the apps on it. I probably use it to 25% of its worth. It could probably do a hell of a lot more for me, but I haven't learned it. Same with computer programs. Um, I'm not great in Excel. I don't know a lot about it. was never taught it. Um, have never had the patience to sit down and learn it. So yeah, starting the podcast, and I remember that, I remember I used to be able to record them, I had these great episodes, but I couldn't edit them. Every time I went to edit them, I'd delete them. And it just became a super frustrating experience. A, I had imposter syndrome because I'm putting this out there for the world to hear, and even though at the moment I've only got a very, very small audience, it's not lost on me that at some stage I'm going to say something that is going to make the world stand up and listen. I definitely know enough. I've learned that education-wise, time and time again, everything that I say and do is reiterated because other people are saying and doing it poorly. (laughs) Not as good as me, but they're doing it. Those good ones, we're on the same page. So I know, I know, 
what I uh, am saying is correct. And and I've upskilled myself to learn more about the pelvic floor. Um, so I'm now like a pelvic floor personal trainer. I am going through a weightlifting course shortly after the ride in November. All these things constantly upskilling, learning. I ask lots of questions. Um, yeah, so when I was starting the podcast, that was really hard and I struggled with the technology and I was like, oh God, it's bloody imposter syndrome. And I'm now there again because I have now brought a fancy camera. This is being recorded in October of 2023 by, for reference. And the wee videos that I put on the True Coach app for all of my clients is now going to be me. I've got to the stage that I'm ready for that. That's kind of how I roll. I build things up in my head, I think about them, I nut them out. I used to be the same with assignments, and then bam, right, yep, ready to go, go and do it. And normally can just charge on ahead as if I've been doing it forever. Uh, a bit like the podcast now, I can record, edit, I don't edit because they uh, that's not how I roll. I don't want them to be perfect. They're not perfect, but when I say edit, I put the intro and exit music on it and I upload. Easy as. It is seamless now, but by cross it wasn't. And now I'm at that stage again with my camera I thought the videoing of myself doing exercises would be the hard part turns out that was piece of piss getting the freaking videos off the camera onto my phone not so much um, but it all plays a part of that whole imposter syndrome where we think are we good enough um, and we'll often not do things because of it or not do things the way we want to do things because we're scared and it goes back to that podcast that I did a, you know, a few podcasts ago where we've just got to do it scared. And we do have to do it scared. But that's not to say that you're not going to have something like imposter syndrome hanging over your head. It's really hard. It can be a real bitch. But I can tell you, I have heard from some of the most successful people in the world. Tell, you know, them saying that imposter syndrome is raging inside themselves. So we all have it to some degree, way, shape and form, especially if you're putting yourself out there to help others. Um, really early on, I got I had a nutrition client that really questioned what I was doing, um, damn near asked for a refund, really, and basically said she'd wasted more money on the um, fitness and nutrition industry. And it really threw me back then. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I think you actually need to go and see a um, dietitian and a psychiatrist is what I wanted to say. I said dietitian. But I've looked back over that experience over the years and what it was is that I was helping her. I had given her a plan and she didn't want to do it. And she had pushed, it, pushed back. She wanted the instant results without actually having to do it. And she did email back me a week after we'd sort of, dissolved our working relationship to say oh look I'm still getting my protein in and I've up my fiber lo and fucking behold she's actually doing what I asked of her but she'd blown it up into this humongous ordeal that she just couldn't even get her head around because she didn't like the accountability she wanted the results without putting the work in that really blew my mind and I almost gave up helping people with nutrition because I was just like, well, if that's what I'm going to get all the time, I don't want to work with people. A, because I thought, well, clearly you don't know what you're doing, you don't know enough, you're woefully undertrained in this area. Um, yeah, and just put it all on myself. Never once in that immediate time frame did I ever look at it and go, well, the the, diet, the the information that I'd given her, the diet as such, hasn't failed her. 
she felt it. Um, she was a person that wanted to be told to the gram what to eat. She wanted a meal plan, which I actually gave her. I designed a meal plan of recipes, how much, when and what, a shopping list. She actually had it all. She had everything that I don't believe in because that's what she thought she needed to be successful. At the end of the day, what she actually needed was to step up. She had everything. She had everything that I didn't believe in. She had a fucking meal plan a lot. No, nah, didn't make a lick of difference. She wasn't willing to put the work in. And then um, proceeded to say that she'd wasted her money. And in the process made me feel like shit. Um, so yeah, so the old imposter syndrome. It hangs around a lot. I have a lot of experiences with it. But what I do kind of also think too is that in some of the people that I um, don't really work with in a nutrition sense, but like either train or they buy programs or whatnot, or just talk to and converse with, um, especially if they're asking my thoughts on, um, I reckon that even when trying to improve our own situation, we have imposter syndrome. And it's the way that we try to talk about it, like, oh, well, I want to go into a fat loss stage, but oh no, you won't be able to stick to it, you won't be able to do it. Or that's when we really start looking for those hard and fast rules, the really strict, you got to have this timeline, or you can't have this, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. Really strict stuff, restriction a lot. Because it's our way, or their way, of dealing with the imposter syndrome. We don't always allow ourselves success because we just think that we're not good enough. Or we'll never be good enough if we don't actually do it. Ever. And it's hard. I'm not going to say it's not. Four and a half hours yesterday I spent, on a Saturday, on the long weekend of Labor Weekend, I spent trying to figure out how to upload my videos wirelessly to my phone and to my laptop so then I can load them up long upload them online it took two times longer than what it took me to record the videos and they're still not up on my laptop or computer because the technology is not syncing I'm the problem it's me I'm the problem it's me but I need to figure it out adds to the raging imposter syndrome but sometimes we've just got to change the way that we look at it I have people waiting for this program I have people that have done my other programs, they've outgrown those programs because they've progressed, they've adapted and they are waiting and need the next step and that's where we're at. I need that next step. I've got to get over that imposter syndrome. I've got to get over the fact that I don't feel like I have a presentable mug to put on the internet. We can pick ourselves to bits over what we see as our failings, our shortcomings or um, anything like that. But at the end of the day, is it just imposter syndrome? Are we not letting ourselves grow and put the effort in because we think we're not good enough or that we don't deserve it? Not sure. Have we think about it? Let me know. Let me know if you think it's imposter syndrome in various shapes, ways and forms. Me? Uh, I'm off to learn how to upload these freaking videos off the freaking camera um, in the long weekend because I've a tour to get to in a couple of weeks and this uh, shit just needs to get done. I thank you. This is a really quick podcast. Don't even know if it's taught you anything. Oh no. Ask yourself if you have imposter syndrome. Fake it till you make it. Isn't that the way we go? Just fake it till we make it. Anyway, save us as your favourites, and I can't wait to see where this takes us.
Blah, 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 blah.